Oscar Combs here, and I want to put one rumor to rest, once and for all. The story is that Rafferty's goes all out for sports fans. And let me tell you, it's absolutely true. Confirmed. And fans love Rafferty's right back because the food is so terrific. Serve fresh. Serve fast. Serve friendly. Lunch or dinner. Rafferty's menu is jam-packed with all your favorites. Steaks, prime rib, chicken, ribs, delicious dishes and generous sizes that really satisfy the appetite. So come hang with the sports crowd at Rafferty's. It's the tastiest place in town. Our podcast series returns, and in this episode, Oscar sits down with Roger Harden to discuss a pretty hot topic these days, shoe companies. The former guard played for the Wildcats during the 80s, and what type of shoes did the Wildcats wear back then? Converse. Roger's dad was also an executive at Converse, so over the next 18 minutes, you're going to get a pretty good education on shoe companies, their relationship with colleges and universities, and the involvement of shoe companies with AAU. Roger will also tell you his solution and the future of shoe companies and college athletics. Roger will be back for a couple of episodes of Conversations with Oscar Combs. To stay up to date with Oscar and our upcoming schedule, follow him on Twitter at Wildcat News. And if you'd like to follow Roger, he's at Harden Roger. Let's go to Oscar and Roger and get a little bit smarter about how shoe companies work when it comes to college athletics. Roger, the big news this week is college basketball, a scandal that looks like it's bursting out to where it may involve a lot of schools, a lot of coaches, a lot of athletes, and it's all tied to the shoe industry. And you and I go back to the good old days in the early, mid-70s when basically I, when I was growing up, there was two kinds of shoes you could get. The poor man's shoe was the pro kids. Mm-hmm. And the real shoe was Chuck Taylor Converse All-Star. Mm-hmm. And pretty much everything in the 70s, that Converse had Magic. It had Larry Bird. It mm-hmm. had Dr. J. Mm-hmm. It had some coaches like mm-hmm. Kentucky, North Carolina, Indiana. Mm-hmm. And everything was sort of looked like it was on the up and up. Mm-hmm. Well, the allure early, and I, you know, because the way that I grew up, my father worked for Converse and, and grew up I pretty much eighth grade on. Uh, my father eventually got to the top of Converse and signed Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and was responsible for, for signing all of the top college players, Chris Everett, et cetera. The, the, the attraction to uh, being associated with a college basketball team was a contract that was done between just the coach and the shoe company. And in return, the, sh- the shoe company wanted to um, – have those particular coaches speak at coaching clinics. That was a big attraction. That's what we want out of it. We're going to have a Converse or, or, or an Adidas or a Nike uh, coaches clinic. And obviously at that time, we're going to show you what we're going to be able to offer. But when the Kentucky Wildcats wear Converse shoes or they wear Nike shoes, okay, what drives that is inside the state of Kentucky, how many high school coaches do you think are going to wear whatever shoe that the University of Kentucky wears? That was their motivation, was to get associated with them, but also have the prestige of having those coaches speak at their conference. And, and the, then also, too, parents would obviously buy 
the shoes absolutely that not only the college team wore but the high school team wore absolutely so well, it was really just generated to sell sell shoes period that that that's all it was and um what's happened is 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 that there was always a point where for example when i played at the university of kentucky under coach hall and coach sutton um, you know, the school was always bigger than a player. Coach uh, Hall would say, our tradition is going to go on whether you're here or not. The Kentucky basketball is number one here, and we're going to represent them. And I say that to say this is, is that never did I think I would see the day when you're going to find a logo on a uniform. That was voodoo back then. No, that's where we're going to draw the line. Not only did it get on to the the uh the uniform it's on your sock and now it's on the basketball you see the shoe companies went after the basketball companies too they went after the spaldings the wilsons and the rawlings you see a swoosh now you see the adidas three stripe okay you and those are the two big players right now back in the day there was a line that high the college coaches and back then it was the coaches that made the decision it wasn't an athletic director Okay, it wasn't going through the athletic program. And then what happened from there exploded to the all-school deal, where we are going to come in, and not only do we want your basketball program, but we now want all of your athletic programs. And on top of it, they started going after the uniform and the apparel business as well. And in the interim, they also started to put major dollars, as we both know, there's two, in my opinion, outside forces, which would be the shoe companies and would be the networks, okay? They started adjusting the, the shot clock. They really pushed for the three-point line. when you line. say networks, you're talking about television. Television, absolutely. I'm talking about the major networks, okay, to make the games more exciting. And, and in order to do that, the shoe companies have also gotten in with the NCAA, they, when you go to a Final Four or something like that, the dollars, it's all become one big cabal between the NCAA, the shoe companies, and the major networks. So the NCAA in and of itself has allowed the door to be open. It used to be that you couldn't have a logo on your uniform. And then it, and then it got to where it could be two and a half inches, and the door just keeps getting wider and wider because and wider. money is now going mm -hmm. directly to the NCAA as well. They're doing things for the NCAA. Okay, they're throwing some money at the NCAA. But the, the, the networks who have, bit, who have influence with the NCAA, Nike, Adidas, they're spending big marketing dollars on game day. They're throwing major things towards them. So in a sense, they've all be they've all come together as one big special interest group. How did AAU's get involved in this? Well, AAU's got involved with it because AAU started to become more uh, uh, became more popular. But in order for AAU to become more popular, you need dollars. See, you need people to finance the AAU to, Yeah, absolutely. And who's there to do that? Okay, that's the big shoe companies. So what's happening now is you've got uh, Under Armour now in the game. And so what they're going to do is, is they're going to go out and they're going to find an AAU coach. And this is where all of the college coaches now go. You don't see too many coaches uh, turning up at high school basketball games now. They do all of their they do all of their observations and they and do all of their recruiting through AAU. And AAU 
permits must be certified by the shoe company. No, by the NCAA. Absolutely. For the coaches to come there to evaluate. Sponsored by the shoe companies. Yes. Okay. So as coaches get creative, as shoe companies get creative, okay, what's happened is is that uh, they'll go out and they'll find coaches and and the shoe companies will will put major dollars behind these um, uh, all star you know some of the the best players in the country. Uh, they have now started to promote you know you, you kids now know it's is it Adidas is it Nike or is it Under Armour? Am are we an Under Armour team? Are we a Nike team or are we an Adidas team? And now it's gotten to the point if Adidas is an, uh, sponsoring a, a, a team, we they start you know they have guys that travel with them. They have people that interact with those AAU teams. Those representatives get to know those players and those coaches. They're paying coaches who have influence on those players, those AAU players. Okay, and 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 they want to see them it's in their interest to see them go to an adidas sponsored school a nike sponsored school or a under armor sponsored school so it's gotten very it's gotten very suspect out there okay so, so when we look at it today is while we're hearing a lot about certain players or certain players parents getting money mm-hmm. there's still a lot of kids out there that's being pushed to a school where the kid is getting nothing so when did we jump from just pushing a kid to a school to the Kevin the kid or the Kevin's parents' money for them to be a partner in this whole scheme? Right. Well, I think that's progressively over the years. I think in the 90s it started to pick up, but it's not, it wasn't to the level that it is today. And it started to get so competitive. I'll never forget, you, you will remember this, uh, it was probably four or five years ago when Coach Bettino was lamenting to the to the media the fact that he can't he was upset that we lost a kid because he wanted to go to a quote Nike school or he wanted to go to this school. Okay, well those coaches are competitive. They're only going to take that so long. Recruiting is very it's a vicious. You either thing. win or you lose your job. What Ricky Bobby say? If you're not first, you're last. Right. Okay, yeah, in, in in that movie with uh, Will Ferrell, uh, if you if you if 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 you're second, it doesn't matter because you're not going to get the kid, and it hurts when you lose a kid. When you spend all this time and and you realize that hey, at the end of the day, it was just that he wanted to go to an Adidas school because he was sponsored by an Adidas uh, AAU basketball team. But even more than that, it's it's getting even more so. You know, you you know, it used to be Freedom Hall. Now they play at the Yum Center. I know we just uh, it's you know now it's the athletic departments for example we're now Kroger Field at, and I don't want to get into that because it's the nature of the business you know never did I see think, think I would see the day that the living facility at the University of Kentucky would not be the Joe B Hall Wildcat Lodge for crying out loud he was the founder of the whole thing uh, and nothing against Cole I back Cole I support Cole I understand what how important that is okay but I wonder how that conversation went as to if you do this, we'll give you the name. I mean, to me, you got to protect that a little bit, and I don't want to pick at that, but I'm just showing you how the money is coming into all of the athletic programs. And uh, it's being run now through the athletic departments. It's not, you know, those all school deals are cut through the athletic director. And that money is dispersed throughout the, you know, through now it's the foundations that they've got. So 
being a high school coach and you go to some of these AAU events, you know, they're exclusive, they're Nike, they're Under Armour, et cetera, et cetera. You know, hopefully it will get cleaned up, Oscar. I, th- I think it, it's well overdue. But the, How do you clean it up? Regrettably, uh, you know, you got the Department of Justice and U.S. attorneys looking into it because the NCAA – really with most people doesn't have credibility i used to i worked for shoe companies over the years when you go to a ncaa final four it was often we were going out to dinner with representatives from the ncaa okay so those relationships start now do i want to without any any uh evidence or anything say that the, the ncaa certainly knows what's going on they understand what the state of recruiting is. That's where all, if there's any violations that happen, it happens during the recruiting process. They know what's going on uh, with the AAU teams being sponsored by these big people. Are they looking the other way because they're getting major dollars and they're in with the, the cabal of the, uh, of the networks and stuff like that? I, th- I, I hope that, that it, it goes in and it looks at the role of the NCAA and if there was knowledge of what's going on and it's been a wink and a, wink, a, wink and a nod. But, the, sco- but the, the shoe business, and I talked to my father about this when it happened, uh, the recent news came out, he said, and he was the guy at Converse, and Converse wasn't the one, how do you help one school who wears your shoe? What about all these other schools that are not wearing your shoe that might have been recruiting that same kid? So it, it's all kind of been done with a wink and a nod, a wink and, a nod. And, and I think as things unfold, hopefully, whatever, at the end of the day, hopefully there's going to be a cleansing, and we would all be better off if we go back to the recruiting process where it's being done through a person with a college degree or a teaching degree who's in the local high schools, and you re- go back to recruiting through the high school coaches who has some accountability with an administration locally and the people locally. Does that mean shutting down AAU? I, I, I don't know if it means shutting it down, but I think if you go back to where uh, you get all of the top players or kids that are qualified uh, to be recruited and you put them under one roof at multiple camps where we all go and watch them and it's sponsored by somebody that doesn't have any skin in the game, uh, you know, and limit what can happen in the recruiting process, how involved those. Uh, but when you've got somebody, uh, you know, you know, I'm talking about, you know, they travel first class. I mean, I, who knows what the budget is for these teams to go to Vegas and fly all around the United States in the offseason. It's got to be $150,000, $250,000. With the hundreds of millions that the NCAA is getting from, let's just say, CBS and Turner for March Madness. Yes. And CBS and Turner – is getting it from the corpse. Yes. Or the shoe companies in selling commercials. Absolutely. And when you get to, say, down to the University of Kentucky or any other school in the SEC, they're getting $30 million a year from the SEC network. Correct. Where's their money coming from? Shoe companies. Absolutely. And, and et cetera. A good portion of it. A good portion. Yes. Not all of it, but a good yes. portion. Yes. But, I mean, when you're talking about this school getting $160 million over 10 years, from shoe company A, mm-hmm. this and get it. They're going to expect something in return. Absolutely, and and really, I don't I don't blame the shoe companies. I mean, you know, w- we would go through a season where we would wear the same shoe. You might get a whole year supply of it, but you're going to see these major 
uh, schools, they're going to go through four releases of schools. There's going to be the, the shoe that they wear. Then around Christmas, they're going to unleash another shoe that the team's going to wear. They'll go through two or three sets of uniforms, and they put them out for retail. So is this the reason why all the major apparel companies, shoe companies, Nike, Adidas, Reebok, yes. Under Armour, all them, wants to change even the logo ever so many years because that means a guy has to buy a new hat or a new sweater because it's not up to date? Absolutely. It, in, 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 the, in the industry of sporting goods, you've got to keep it fresh. You've got to come up with a new technology. You always got to keep it fresh. You don't want Joe Q fan wearing the same shirt two years in a row. Absolutely. Well, you want him to come back and have to keep buying the most current thing that the team's wearing at the time. Where do you see us going from here with the investigation, the FBI? Well, gosh, I hate, you know, I was, you know, regrettably I was on staff when things happened when Coach Sutton were there, so I know lives are changing. I got a lot of empathy for those guys that are they're in the middle of this. They, they knew better. But uh, where, I th- where I hope it ultimately ends up, Oscar, is, is that recruiting, the, way, the, the money that's going into the, the grassroots, the AAU, somehow the NCAA has got to start making some restrictions on those. And, and it, it's got to go back to where high school coaches have a little bit more, are a little bit more of a conduit and there's a little bit more control as to some guy who knows the game, who – has probably worked somewhere, but he's probably getting God knows how much money for coaching the team. And believe me, they're asking for his influence to help influence him towards them. I hope that you know as few careers are not are not hurt. But I hope at the end of the at the end of the day, there's some major restrictions put on the the footwear companies uh, in the recruiting process and in AAU. We've got to get it back to where we have. Uh, educated people who have the best kids' interest and they're accountable to their community and their administration, how they help a kid choose a basketball school. As a father, Mm -hmm. as a former player, Mm -hmm. as a former coach, Mm -hmm. as a fan, Mm -hmm. as a citizen, should athletes be paid? If they do, it should be a, a very mild stipend. I, I, you know, I, I think because once you go down that road, it's, it's always going to be increasing, et cetera, et cetera. I think to keep uh, the purity of the game, you know, college basketball is a business. Uh, athletic programs are corporation today. I think if we want to go back to the beginning of the game and we want to keep it pure and we want to keep it where we're representing our favorite state institution or our favorite university – and the fans tap into the innocence of it and the moment of it, I think if they do, it should I, – really, I would say no, okay? But if they do, it should be, it should be just a mild stipend because you're going to get things that you can – you're going to get – I know a degree these days is, is not what we're really looking for. We're trying to get to the NBA, and I don't fault people for going early. But I think we've got to get back – to the purity of the game, the innocence of the game, and we got to get back to it being the game. There's just too much money, and corporations have been let in, and uh, it's very difficult for athletic directors and people to turn away turn away those big dollars. It's special interest. It's what's wrong with our country. Special interest is running our country. It's also running our athletic programs today. Thank you. You're welcome.